So, uh, hey, Major League Baseball star C.J. Wilson. If you could describe this uh, dinner we just had in one word, what would it be? Chippy. I like the sound effects. We don't that's even need us. Don't even need a sound guy. That's that's yeah. Thanks. Authentico. I was yeah. practicing that before you got here. <laughs> <laughs> and now for dinner with racers, presented by Continental Tire, with your hosts Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome <laughs> to Dinner with Racers. I'm Ryan Eversley. I'm Sean Heckman. And I'm Ryan Eversley again. Yeah, yeah. wow. Imagine that. Uh, if you don't know who we are, good on you. You probably know who I am, though. So, uh, it's <laughs> the end of October. We are traveling back to uh, Ryan's home. We are wrapping up a 30-day journey across the country in which we met up with uh, racers that we know and love and thought would be cool to sit down and have dinner with. So 8,000 miles later in Ryan's... Acura MDX. Uh, with Continental Tires. That's right. Uh, we, uh, we now have 27 meals to present to you, the So listener. you can then criticize us on Facebook. So next up, a very, very famous uh, athlete. Needs no introduction, but we'll do one anyway. CJ Wilson. Right. Anaheim Angels pitcher. Or football player, if you Google the wrong guy. <laughs> uh, and also the owner of C.J. Wilson Racing. Which just won the uh, ST Championship in the Continental Tire Series. So uh, C.J., very well-known figure in the motorsport circles. Huge, huge car guy. Uh, kind of gets into all of it with this. Uh, talks about his love of cars. Talks about how baseball works. You've known him for a long time. Yeah, tells us about owning a McLaren P1, which I thought was pretty cool and uh, gave us an insight kind of on how the baseball world works because honestly I had zero idea on minor leagues and all that. And he had a lot of really funny stories that uh, only a guy with his travels could have. So we met up in uh, Huntington Beach, California at Las Barcas, uh, which was actually like a plate. Like if you think of like fancy baseball players, this is not the place you would have been. Not at all. Which is why he's awesome. Yeah. So uh, what'd you have? Chicken burrito. And I had a chicken sandwich. And uh, let's hear some CJ Wilson. Thanks to Continental Tire. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. There he is. Yeah, yeah. Huh. All right, should I, should I do the A thing? What's going on? Oh, he does not look happy to be here. He does here. not look happy, he but he, he looks like that a lot. Here. So he looks like that a lot. Let's see where he comes. He's smiling. So, yeah, all right. He's got the fake <laughs> smile. He's going to pretend like he's going to enjoy it. Yeah. So, what's going on? Right. Hey, what's up, bro? Here. Uh, well, no, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you. Take a seat. Sorry. Nah, it's all good. I'll just swap out the McLarens. Can you put that on and say that? Yeah, yeah. This is so funny. Is it? This is, uh, this is serious. This is, this, is, this is our profession, so thanks. Right. No, 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 I'm saying it's funny that we're doing this in the... Uh, in my in my burrito place, right? That's <laughs> I'm like I'm like oh god, this will be the first time someone ever sees me in well, here. We were just yeah. talking about that because you like send us an email of places you're like oh I can kind of keep my anonymity. I'm like I think you lose that the second you put on a set of headsets, right? But it's your call, man. So yeah. why why were you late? Um, I had to. I took the P1 on a track day yesterday, so I got to take it in for service. Uh, the annual service is up, so I figured hey, might as well just 
double down and thrash it at the track. Nice. And uh, had to pick up the 675. That's my wife's car. I'm doing track day on that on Sunday. Does she know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's she's too pregnant to drive it now, so um, <laughs> I I'm like, hey, I gotta put some miles on it. You know, I gotta make sure it works right. Gotta keep it running. So right. you have his and her McLarens. Correct. Wow. It was a it was a deal we did because um, I'm building a house and she doesn't want to sell the house. She wants to move in. I said, hey, we gotta sell the house. Like, you know, it's just not working with the timeline right. and whatever. So so let's just sell it. I said we'll make a little bit of change on it and then I'll get you a cool car she's like can i get a hurricane and i was like no <laughs> <laughs> I said, so but there's Judged. a new there's a new lt coming out from a, from mclaren so we'll get that nice so we got that all right are you hungry uh yeah i'm always hungry all right well let's uh i'll take care of that while you guys shoot this uh what do you want um carne asada burrito no cheese carne asada burrito no cheese so let me ask you a question a little personal but briefs um I don't wear underwear. I don't care about that. Um, <laughs> did you come from a wealthy family? No. So for you to own a McLaren because of something that you were able to do with your talent, it's got to be pretty awesome, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. As a kid, I know you're a car guy, so you always loved cars. Well. And McLarens have been around forever. We're about the same age, right? Yeah, so you're two years older or something. Yeah. So, you know, when we were kids, the coolest cars were like the Testarossa, the yep. Countach. 959 Porsche. 959, yeah. yeah. And then the race cars, obviously, the McLaren was the race car yeah. at that time. And they had they did the indie race they did the indie engines for Penske I think for a little bit and then they did the um, obviously with Prost and Senna um, just dominated the late eighties early nineties right so growing up and seeing that as like a nine year old kid ten year old kid I was like that's crazy and then they came out with the F one at a, at the time a million dollar road car yeah and everyone was like you can't charge a million dollars for a road <laughs> yeah. car you're crazy now they're worth like twelve yeah it's gone up so um, that's the thing like. I guess it's it's just been so, it's a brand that I've been familiar with for so long, um, and for whatever reason they just treat their customers a lot better than than some of the other similarly priced exotics. Right. Um, so you know, it, in the sense that they actually want new customers, sure. they're not turning people away, saying, "Sorry, you haven't bought five of these red cars from us before." Not naming any names, but um, so which is strange because you have a following, you have a name. You think if anybody could get one, it'd be somebody that. Well, has no. a public appearance. Yeah, but even when I was even when I was just kind of coming up, like Porsche was a was a was a brand that, you know, it was more accessible from a price standpoint. Yeah. And then Ferrari was like, you know, you can't get one. Right. So and I tried multiple angles to like get a new car without paying a hundred grand over a sticker, and they just wasn't none of it worked. Right. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just, you know, whatever. I'll just forget that that aspect. You know. So, but McLaren's more like Porsche, where they want to sell you the car, they want to work with you. Um, if you want to do something kind of funky, they'll they'll figure out a way to do it. They're a small enough company that if you say, I really want to have red stitching in my left seat and blue stitching in my right seat, they'll do it. They're cool they'll that. charge you for it, but right. they'll do it. Whereas Porsche is like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> you get you a know? color if you want. Yeah. yeah. But, but Porsche will do some fun stuff too. So, um, you know, this my two, you know, I have a bunch of, of a couple Porsches. I do have an NSX. Attaboy. Um, which I will say. I have driven a bunch of 90s cars, and I'm putting together a sort of JDM. I've seen you got a Skyline recently. Skyline. Yeah, yeah. And I just got an RX-7 oh, cool. with 15,000 miles on it. No way. Yeah. Wow. Not modified. This is like the Mazda. Pretty clean? Yeah, super oh, clean. Oh, Those are Original fine. tires. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Won't drive it. Won't, yeah, you, you know. shouldn't. Yeah. Um, drive the McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> so the three of those cars, and then I want to get a uh, maybe a 300ZX twin-turbo yep, yep. two-seater, and then I have a 93 RS America Porsche um, 
I, I've had some 993s before. Those are great, but they're like crazy expensive right yeah, now. Yeah, the turbos have gone through the roof. Oh my God, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. So I'm like, okay, let me do like pre-95, you know, so I can get like a 94 Supra maybe. Right. And oh, they're, they're yeah. all in that price range where like a lot of people can afford them. I mean, the RX-7 was high 20s. You know, the Skyline was 20. Right. Um, so you don't have to break the bank for cars like that. It, but to, and, and they're, I think, collectible cars. And those are know? cars that when you and I were kind of, like, coming into the well, yeah, we were understanding like, what cars were. Yeah, more like than you're just about to get your license, and you're like, ooh, I want Man, one of if those. if I could afford you know? one of those, that'd yeah. be cool. Exactly. So like the Type R Integra. Yeah, you know, I still want cool. one of those. Yeah. My, my buddy has one with uh, 14,000 miles. Oh, dude. And, that thing's pricey, though. And he's got a E36 M3 lightweight. Nice. Um he Again, these are all the cars that yeah. when I was just about to get a license, I was like, "Ah, oh, if I could get one of these." Yeah, exactly. You know? And now, now you know, you're at the point earning-wise, I guess, as as you know, thirty-year-olds, that we can figure out a way to scratch that together instead of going on nice vacations and buying <laughs> clothes or a watch. You can like put that money towards you know something I'm going to keep for a long time. Yeah, something you're going to keep. It yeah. might go up in value as right, well. Right. Right. Yeah. So. I've I've been looking at trying to find a BMW E30 M3. Yeah. Because that's been my favorite car since I was a little kid. And, you know, I get the it's, accurate it's, ride. It's, it's more like expensive than a new one. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Like, I get the accurate ride. I'm making a little bit more money. I can afford to, like, maybe treat myself to something like that, which is, like, at the same time, Jalopnik does this ride up on E30 M3 pricing. And, like, the next day is, like, they went from 30 grand to 100. It's mm -hmm. just stupid. You're like, ah, thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one of my buddies, the same guy, he was like, hey, you should buy an E36 lightweight. I'm like, he got his for a pretty cheap relatively what they are now um i'm like well easy for you to say you got it for like you know you got it a couple of years ago you know but he's like well wouldn't you rather pay a hundred for a really nice one of those than you know 300 for a 993 turbo with no miles on it right like, yeah, you know. yeah but That's gorgeous the thing is with cars you know there's so many they're all different and i think i never used to understand why people would want more than like two cars <laughs> but now i totally do because if you really drive your cars like i do um, then you need to, you know, you need to have a, uh, a sort of cyclical thing because you're always servicing one and whatever, you know. It's funny because I, I met a guy uh, that works for KTM, actually, and so I do the motorcycle stuff, too. And he was like, listen, a guy really needs six bikes. You know, his name's Tom, and he's like, a guy really needs six bikes. I'm like, how do you, why do you need six bikes? And at the time, I had seven, so I was like, <laughs> help, me, help me figure this out. I've got a surplus. Yeah. yeah, but he was like, he's like, okay, you need like a, you need a track bike, you know, then you need a, a motocross bike. Then you need like a bike you can put your wife on. Then a bike that your buddy can borrow. Then like yeah. a cool bike that's, you know, maybe kind of stylish, but like a Harley or something, or, you know, like a chopper or like a Bob or, you know, like a cafe bike or something that's, you know, a, uh, like more of an art piece. And then he's like, then you need a vintage bike or <laughs> a, um, like a collector bike or, you know, like he had like a couple different ones for the last one. And I was like, man, that's, I'm going to try to sell that to my wife, you know, it's like, <laughs> right, can you come over and talk about it with me? Yeah. Right. But the worst part is of the whole thing is not that my wife doesn't like it, but that she does. Yeah. Uh, so like a bad yeah. influence. Yeah. She's yeah. a bad influence. She's <laughs> like, come on, get it, do yeah, it. Nobody's right. telling you not to do stuff. Right. I'm yeah. like, Hey, I want to go to, I want to go to drive rally cars. She's like, and I'm not going. Right. Right. Like, oh, when sorry. Do when do we leave? Yeah. <laughs> So, but she got her license. She went to the uh, Miller Motorsports uh, Ford Racing yeah. School this summer. Got her license right before. Um, I mean, she was like, she's pregnant now, so she was like, "Hey, I gotta have as much fun as I can before I right. go into mom mode." So she got her, she got her license, uh, her SCCA regional or whatever, and um, 
You know, it was pretty funny. How far along is the pregnancy? Five and a half months right now. Do you guys know what it's going to be? Girl. Okay, so is that girl going to race? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's going to do go-karts or right. dirt bikes or something. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be cool. I, I think, you know, everybody has a choice in how they're going to raise their children. But because my wife is kind of a, I'm not going to say a tomboy because she's obviously very girly, but because she's a, uh, you know, a motorsports fan mm -hmm. and she's Brazilian, she's into that stuff. Right. So, so does she have a favorite driver that she cheers for? Um, she met Nelson PK Jr. Sure. recently through the, through our Alpine Stars collection, uh, mm -hmm. connection. And so they they kind of became friends, both Brazilian. He's doing Formula E yeah. right now, and he's doing some GRC stuff, I yeah, think, as well. Across, yeah. um, um, and then in F1, she says she likes Vettel more now that he's with Ferrari because yeah. he's like seems happier. Yeah, he seems like a human again. You know, yeah. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think of who else, but I was like, so if we have a boy, what do we want to name him? All my names are like race car driver yeah, names. You yeah. know, my brother's name is Ryan, so sorry, it's not like. We're, you know, are, we're you, are you tribute? Are you giving me a tribute? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thanks. Yeah. But um, it was really funny because she was uh, trying to figure out the whole like awesome the the name thing. This is the oh the shrimp one is this one okay, okay. and that's fajita great. Yeah, so here so we are. Burritos getting delivered. So while we're on the subject, because we just got food given to us, yeah. why uh why this place? Like, what's your t connection or? Well, in the sen same sense that motorsports, you know, has, has been in my blood for a long time, so has carne asada. <laughs> um, I've been coming to this particular uh, place for um, probably 20 years, probably really? since 1995. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up here. I grew in, in Anaheim? Or? No, in, uh, in Huntington Beach, yeah. Oh, no kidding. Okay. My dad lived right down the street. There's an apartment complex called Los Arbolitos right on Atlanta. So yeah, if you just come out here and go here, right, sure. it's on the corner of Newland and Atlanta. And wow, I used to play okay. video games. I used to play Street Fighter 2 back at that <laughs> uh, liquor store right there. Nice. Um, and then uh, my mom lived, you know, like another mile that way. So that was like... So you're Orange County through yeah, and through. Yeah, this is like... I grew up in Huntington Beach right right in this neighborhood. Right. So... Um, do not attempt to pick this up. This is very hot. Yeah, no, that's why I'm using a fork and knife here. Yeah. Um, so you get signed by... Rangers, you moved to Fort Worth, Dallas area. Yeah, yeah. I lived in Arlington my first summer, and then, um, and then I, uh, but I was in the minor leagues. This is my first car story, right? So my first car that I got when I had a little bit of glue, I got a 993 C2S. Yeah. So I had a, I had a 993 C2S, and I got pulled over going to the minor league stadium, and uh, the the there was a cop on a motorcycle, a lady cop. And I was probably going like 50 or something like that in a 45 or whatever. But she pulls me over because I'm in a fancy car. Yeah, it's bright yellow yeah, or something. Or what color is it? Guards red. Yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah exactly. There you go. Yep. So she pulls me over and she's like, can I see your license? I'm like, it's in my backpack. I have to get out of the car. It's in, you know, to like pull, pull out the, the, the backpack. She she pulls the gun on me. Really? Texas. No. It's <laughs> Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Weird. Yeah. Any reason. conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um... She was kind of kind of foxy, so I was like, "Hey, nice boots," you know. It <laughs> <laughs> was sort of funny. Didn't get out of the ticket though. Um, didn't get shot though. Didn't get shot. Yeah. Then actually, later that summer, I got hurt, and as penalty to myself, I put the car in storage. Oh right. So I was like, "Well, I'm on the disabled list, you know, in the minor leagues. I can't be driving or I can't be pushing right. a Porsche around. I'm gonna look like a jerk, you know." Right. So right. I had the uh, the 1983 turbo diesel Mercedes coupe, <laughs> um, yeah. about 200,000 miles on it. 300 CD or TD or whatever it was called at the time. Yeah, we were kind of hoping you were going to show up in like a beater like that, like plain and inconspicuous. Yeah. 
Um, I got my I got my lowered three hatchback in the parking lot, so <laughs> with melted bumper. Nice. Feel free to eat. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So um, yeah, kind of what I was getting at was because I don't know anything about baseball from the logistical business side mm -hmm. of it, just the game. Well, each major league team has six minor league teams. Okay. So you get signed out of college or high school or whatever. They assign you to one of those, and you either move up, stay in the same spot, or get sent down. Right. You know, or cut altogether. Um, so I was lucky enough to move up pretty quickly because I was a left-handed pitcher. Texas didn't have a lot of pitching prospects at the time. And so I just kind of kept climbing the ladder. Um, so like your first gig out of college was like triple A? Uh, you go from rookie ball to low A, okay. low A, high A, high A, double A. And I did all of that in one one calendar year. Nice. So okay. I moved up four levels in one calendar year. And, and then I was like, I am on the way. I'm going to get the Porsche, you know. <laughs> so, um, and then the next year, you know, started in double A, was doing really well. Then I got hurt, had to get surgery, missed a year and a half. Then I started back at A ball. Then I went A ball, double A, big leagues. Right. I skipped triple A um, and, uh, entirely. Sure. Yeah. And that was, that was, so that was 2005 was when I finally got called up. I got drafted in 01. Missed a year and a half, um, and then made it this like two or three months after coming back, and then the season right. started again. And apologies, since we're not really baseball experts, but is that more normal for most players? They come out of college or whatever, and they go straight to something like that versus straight into MLB. No, or yeah, whatever? almost nobody. I mean, I think maybe like less than ten or fifteen people have gone straight to the big leagues really? in the last thirty years. You know, it's wow. very rare, just because it's a sort of specialized skill that. I can't believe I'm eating a burrito with a fork, but it's, it's easier. Too, it's to too hot. <laughs> <laughs> too hot to handle. Um, so yeah, I was very, you know, very fortunate to to get injured when I did and get healthy right away. You know, once it was once I was able to do that. Well, it sounds like it was young enough where it was able to at least wake you up that this can happen. Yeah, and uh, it, it it gave me an insight that there's other stuff out there just than just baseball, and I had to be a real person, you right. know, with real hobbies and stuff sure. like that. The biggest the biggest problem with baseball is it takes up so much of your time because it's we play so many games. It dominates your your mentality, and if you don't have an outlet, you can go nuts if you're not right. doing well. So with something like C.J. Wilson racing, I mean, because of the amount where you work, how hands on are you, can you really be um, with the way that it works? Well, hands on, I don't get to actually work on the cars very often, but um, I'm I'm you know constantly on the phone, email, having meetings. And the shop yep. is in Texas. Shops in Austin, right. yeah. But like you know, as you know, Ryan, like you gotta, you gotta work, you know, twenty hours outside of the car to be to for the one hour inside right. the car at least, right? Um, so for me, I'm just banking. I'm just banking all that that those <laughs> meetings, <laughs> banking all that, that so that I can eventually I can get back in the car, right? Because um, I really do love driving. It's something that I you know grew up wanting to do, um, doing a little bit of karting and and doing some racing here and there, but. Uh, you know, it's been really fantastic to um, to see the team grow and you know um, and go from a totally new team with no expectations, you know, an MX5 Cup to to winning the SD championship. Kind of where I was going with the uh, question about moving to Texas is that just because I don't know anything about again the business side of it, when right. you're looking at the trade to Anaheim, which is where you're from, is that part of your decision factor? Like, hey, I want to go home. Yeah. I want to live there. And so oh, huge, yeah. And I did they come to you, or did you go to, like, did your people go to them? Well, at the time, Anaheim had really good starting pitching. So my agent told me, hey, like, as soon as I was a free agent, hey, the Angels want you. And I, like, laughed. Oh. I'm like, you know, okay, whatever. Because 
they had Weaver, Dan Heron, and Irvin Santana already. They were all three all-star pitchers. So I didn't think they wanted to add a fourth all-star pitcher. You know, I didn't think there was a point in that. It felt like they were probably going to spend more money to go get Something hitting. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, oh, hey, they want you and Albert Pujols. I was like, sweet. This will be fun. Let's, <laughs> let's do this, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, it all it all happened. It all happened in, in, in like, three, three or four weeks. The whole – it's like, you know, a driver is like the season starts at a certain point ends at a certain point. So there's only so many times you can actually have talk. Uh, have talks and it won't be public you know so part of the whole thing with teams is they don't want to say who they're going after because then that can sort of change the market you know yeah, absolutely and they don't want to shoot themselves in the foot so right. they didn't really say that they were going after pitching nobody knew what they were doing and all of a sudden albert and i knew that they were going after both of us and so we were both like well, i guess that's a cool deal we'll yeah. do that but um we had, op- I mean, he had options to go other places, and I had options to go other places as well. But I looked at, you know, playing with some of the players that were here, and uh, you know, I mean, everything, everything factors. Right. Like, you know, what kind of city is it? How close is it to racetracks? I was thinking like, oh, Atlanta would be cool because then ro- there's Road Atlanta there. I could go drive. You know, be cool. We need you. National <laughs> League. Yeah. <laughs> and as I always understood it, you're a car guy way before you were a baseball guy, so to speak. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, play baseball till I was nine. Wow! So I, uh, before that, I was just a car dude. I would go kart and stuff when I was a kid. And, you know, I just watched the races and stuff on TV, and right. was always into it. I um, would read all the car magazines. Like I knew all the different cars that were out there, and you know, I was really into that. But more than anything, I, I fell in love with baseball. You know, very early into the into playing baseball some kids play and they get over it yeah i played i was terrible for the first year and then i had some little bit of success my second year and then that was it and, and then i just fell in love with it yeah so it's not like i don't like baseball some people are like oh well you like cars so much i'm like can't you like burritos and hamburgers yeah. no, <laughs> like, isn't that, that okay no you know I mean? well and and <laughs> you know <laughs> speaking speaking purely market speak baseball is still a place that as a player there's a just numbers alone you can make money you know, yeah, there are more yeah. baseball players in the world than professional race car drivers, so it seemed like percentage-wise, there's a better chance of making it, so to speak, if you yeah. if you got the no, skill. Yeah, that's definitely true, and and you know that that sort of um, it was only a business decision when I was eight years old to play baseball. Right. <laughs> Ever since then, I always said I wouldn't play baseball for money. Yeah. Um, I'd play because I was good enough to help the team win. Yeah. Um. So it was funny because. Um, People don't think that eight-year-olds are capable of thinking about stuff like that, but the way I was raised was with priorities. We didn't have a bunch of stuff. It wasn't like I could get all the toys I wanted. It was like, okay, you get to pick one toy. That's the toy you get to get to keep. Yeah, the other right, ones right, we right. gotta. It's like there's only so much room in your closet, you know. Sure. Like if you want extra shoes or extra clothes, like we're not just gonna like build a bigger house. Like yeah. you gotta get rid of some stuff. So um, it's like me with ladies, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, there's only so I've much, noticed, so many, yeah, only so many, only, only so, so many, many you can actually squeeze into the schedule. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> without without performance enhancing drugs, so um, so yeah, um, I was like, well, if I play baseball and I'm good at it, I'll you know be able to buy whatever cars I want. And I knew that as an eight year old, so that was kind of the, the deal. That's why I started playing baseball, and it was it's been a job for me since I was you know eight or nine years old. But you know, I love it, so it's 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 easy. It's kind of like um, I knew that we didn't have the cash for me to race. And I wasn't really, I'd started so late, you know, it wasn't like, I grew, I mean, my dad was on a pit crew for a midget team when oh, I was a kid. Cool. So that's, that. 
I was going to racetracks and going to ask so God. So you have a car family then? Well, All right. yeah, I was into that. Um, and I realized I didn't want to be a pro golfer. My uncle was a pro golfer. Um, I didn't have the temperament for it. I'd freak out if I made a bad shot. I'd like want to snap the club. I was like a twelve-year-old with like <laughs> would have been a huge hit. Anger issues, yeah. Because yeah. I was like Happy Gilmore, <laughs> like exactly. Right. Um, but my my grandfather um, was a big influence for me, and he said he just straight up said he's like, why are you playing golf? Like you're you don't have the temperament for it. Just play baseball. Right. You know, it's a little bit more your speed or whatever. So that's that's kind of what I did, and it, it worked out okay. So do you have like an anger thing? Like when you're like say driving on track, is that like your stress relief? Mm. Like, you want, like when you do the 25 hour and you're dealing with like some spec out at two in the morning and you're in a faster car, are you one of those guys that gets like angry at the wheel? Like No, Ooh. I don't get the red mist, you no. know, because there's no, I mean, I have way too much to lose by getting in a really bad car accident. Okay. So, so for me, I always keep my head on straight. Even when I'm playing baseball, it's the same thing. Okay. That's what I was going to switch to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, baseball has been really frustrating at times over the years with injuries and, you know, just you have good games and bad games and stuff like that. But you just you can't let it get to you. You have to just keep going because there's so many games. If you let yourself get wound up over one game, no matter what game it is, there's going to be more games. Right. You know, like if I if I pitch for three more years, I'll pitch in 100 more games. Right. Plus spring training, that's a lot of games. Yeah. So that's more races, you know, than you're going to do in in three years, yeah, possibly, possibly. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, I mean, if you're racing and you're racing full time in NASCAR, you're doing 37 or 38 yeah. races a year, whatever it is. And then if you're in sports cars like we are, then it's like 10, 12 races plus the one-offs here and there. Right. So, I mean, to race race more than 20 times a year, you either have to be in NASCAR, Formula One, Indy, or multiple series, or multiple series yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, um, it's it, the, to put put it in that perspective, like I got five days to prepare for my next game, no matter how good or bad. If I haven't, if I throw a no-hitter, it's like, cool, man, great game, but like, see you in five days, days. Yeah, get yeah, your yeah, ass off the couch, yeah. you know, so that's kind of the way it's always been for me in that work sense. And it's just, it's just part of my personality. I'm pretty disciplined with everything other than, um, car purchases and burritos. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you want to hit somebody as a pitcher? Like, like beam them. Um, often like once a game, five times a game, once a mm, week or once, once every two or three games. Okay. Yeah. And is that because of personal things or they're crowding the plate or you just don't like them? Because as a driver, I know, like, from our last race at Petit Le Mans, the Continental Tire Series, when yeah. we get to Daytona, I've got, like, six guys I have to send through a tire wall. That are on your list. That are on my list, and I'm yeah. not going to forget that until it happens. That's the key. Well, let me let me put it to you this way. Athlete to athlete. The best way to do it is when there's either nothing on the line, okay? Yeah. When no one's looking Absolutely. or when everyone thinks it's already died down. Yeah. <laughs> so you get that long-term, the last really the best. malevolent thinking, like, two years later. Yeah. They got their guard down. Wham! Right. Didn't see it coming. See, in your case, that's I, how I do I, it. I can, I'm I premeditated. Can in I'm my so, case, I'm a sociopath. Some of these kids I've never heard of before, and they're probably only going to do two or three more races until they run out of money. So you got to get your chance. So I got to get it in there while I can, you know. Yeah. But um, I was curious about that because I know, like, we were talking about it after the race at Petit with my team because there was a lot of people really pissed off. In fact, I'd say like there's some really bad driving at that race. It was really bad, and the wet weather didn't help. But like, I yeah. talked to six or seven of the same guys I've been racing against for the last ten years in that series, and they're all guys that have won races, championships, on nine yards. And everybody, and I'm I'm 31. I'm like the youngest guy in the conversation. But all these other guys, like Borchella, and, and they're like, mm. we gotta have a talk with these kids. 
because the way they're all acting, I'm already thinking to myself, like, yeah, I'm going to take care of my oh. talk at Daytona. I'm not going to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. See ya. Um, but I, I, I don't forget that stuff. So I'm sure for you guys, you, you see those guys for year after year. Oh, but you see, know, I'm a racer too, so I get it. There's, yeah. a, there's <laughs> a kid that crashed into me at a Skip Barber race at Laguna Seca, Mazda Raceway at Laguna Seca in the rain because he tried to go like 21st to first on the first lap in turn two. Didn't work? No. Oh. I, I ended up uh, T-boned with a – you know, ripped off rear suspension right. in my formula car. Oh, it was in a formula car, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure the guy was not happy. Thought Penske was there watching. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I went up and yelled at his mom. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was great. I almost just spit coke everywhere. That works. Um, <laughs> things Rick James has said for one nothing. Uh, uh, so, um, ironically, now he, he's done like, he's in like GT3 Cup or no something way. like that yeah. now, you know, because he's got the bucks to do What's it. What's the name? What's his name? Yeah, not, uh, come on, come he on. knows who he is. Make it happen. The real ironic part is I was actually instructing at a random track day for Speed Ventures at Fontana, and then who am I paired with right. as my student? Oh no! And way. now I get Does it. He remember you? Yeah, he remembered me oh, okay. totally. Well, Did you, were you just a dick to him the whole time? No, no, no. I was actually really a high road pro, you know, pro about yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah, because he's driving. He can freaking kill me if he crashes at Fontana. You know, so <laughs> more like See, that. wait, wait, wait. You're riding in the passenger seat. Yeah. When we take these mics off, I'm gonna slap you. Because you have way too much to lose. I don't do that. Oh, so this is a funny story. <laughs> so the first time <laughs> so the first time I rode right seat at doing instruction, Fontana. I didn't even know yeah, you did instruction. Yeah, on the oval. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, F430 Spider. Yeah, totally. Oh. Spider. Regular track day. At Fontana. At Fontana. Do you know Andrew Bourdain? Uh, no, is that the guy that died in the career GT? Nah, he no, owns, he owns or he runs the AIM Ferrari team in, in IMSA. Well, okay. and had a. Uh, did he have a big one there? He, yeah, uh, uh, driving somebody around in a pace lap. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Don't do that. Don't ride the passenger. So then I'm like, on. oh, cool. How long have you had the car? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's a rental. No way. And I was like, dear <laughs> God, I'm for sure gonna die right now. And then he goes, how long ago is this? Uh, 2009, maybe. Okay, so you're smarter now. Right? I mean, I, I rode right seat some guy in a Nismo GTR the other Dude, day. what are you doing? Wow. What are you um, doing? Well. That's more dangerous than doing the driving. Right. Oh. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I call to make sure this doesn't happen anymore? Well, <laughs> I know about this. <laughs> One's pushing his glasses up right now, cursing me in, in yeah. Irish. Yeah. But he's so excited he was mentioned. Yeah. We'll it, well, we're we're going to bleep him out. Yeah, no, we beep. actually already discussed that. <laughs> Beeplin. Um, <laughs> so, um, so anyways, uh, so then I'm like, okay, so what, what are you working on? Because he was in the beginner group. So it was mostly a lead follow. So in it was 430. Like kind of no big deal, yeah. Okay. And he <laughs> goes, oh, I'm just going to leave it in automatic because I'm not really sure how these paddles work. And I was like, man, if you can't figure out the paddles, yeah. we're dead. And you're getting in the right seat of this. I'm getting in the right seat. So what I did was I sat super <laughs> low. I, I, That'll fix it. I, yeah, I yeah. sat all the way, like, lean back, you know. science. And right. I was just, like, I twisted my, my seat belt about 80 times so I could just, it would be like a big, you know, cord. So it would be real tight. I'm so disappointed. And then, yeah, this is the funny thing. So he was super slow and was actually fine. I actually, yeah, you right. know, he was going, like, 80 on the oval or right, whatever. Right. It was really funny. So then he was. I had a GT3 RS, and he's like, "Hey, can I ride with you? See kind of what's going on. Like, see how you really do it." I right. was like, "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> so out lap, coming out of the infield. So first flying lap, cross start finish. I'm doing like, you know, 150 or something. Fast. Time. Yeah, really fast. Yeah, and he's screaming, <laughs> "Oh my god, <laughs> slow down!" <laughs> like you know, and I just was like, "Oh, that's cute, little man, but right. <laughs> not for you." After right. you know, after I rode with you. Me. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then later in the day, he ended up um, he ended up going off. Weird on the um, on the infield. Thank God. And because um, there is no going off on the on the oval, you're just it's crashing. It's just over. It's just yeah. crashing. So he, and he he scraped the the rear diffuser and like to the point where it like folded Ooh, the, on the a plastic rental. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like one of those exotic car club partial share rental right. things. So you know he had to go give that back to whoever that yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> in very secondhand condition. Stop but riding in the passenger seat. Yeah. Um, like that'd be like. That's how he avoided that question. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm taking batting practice like is it okay to like or let me rephrase that if i'm like there's really no parallel no there is it's like stepping into a pitching contest like you're pitching at me without a helmet on you're like, safe because i'm a pro maybe if we didn't like each other what if you had like a bad day doesn't everybody have a bad day it's really hard for a lefty <laughs> to hit a righty in the head i'm assuming you're right hitter. so you bat right-handed <laughs> both i mean we're gonna bleep that part out too right um I knew there was something special about Ryan. Um, oh, it's it, that's so not where no, it stops. I didn't get started. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Don't so do that anymore. That's seriously, you got too much to lose and too much shit goes wrong. We just lost Sean Edwards two years ago to the day yesterday, mm -hmm. and he was in the passenger seat with a kid that's raced a lot in a race car with a cage and everything. So, like, just don't do that. Shit, yeah. Um, but I, I respect you for doing it, you know, because you aren't getting paid to go do that stuff. You're, like, doing track instruction, right? So you get more free track time or whatever Basically, it is. yeah, yeah I just exactly. get discounts with speed yeah, lectures. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, <clears throat> On that token, actually, so you, you own a race team, which, uh, uh, you know, I would argue in the sports car world, you can't really make money owning a sports car team. It's a great way to lose money. Um, most guys who own a team typically drive uh, because it's fun, and that's sort of what merits the effort and expense. You keep yourself out of the out of the car for the majority of the season to, to protect yourself. Um, what's the th what's the fun in it at that point? He's got a big mouthful of food. Yeah. I'm going to answer what I know about him, and then we'll see if it's close. From what I've known from everybody you've worked with, from the cool thing about this guy is that when he started his MX-5 Cup team, he was out of the basement of his house in Texas. Was yep. Yeah. Wow. Literally, True. they were building MX-5 Cup cars in the, in the basement below his house. And uh, the idea was kind of how I understand it is you kind of wanted to build a farm team Oh, thanks, buddy. He's wiping yeah, that's stuff adorable. off my face. Um, you wanted to start like a farm team, sort of like in baseball, where you could start at a lower level, work your way up to the pros, yep. and then hopefully th when you retire from your career, you want to move into the driving role and, mm -hmm. and, and kind of go from there, right? Is that, yeah, is that the that's, idea? that's very accurate. Um, when I originally started the race team, um, my intentions, uh, it was it was kind of murky. You know, I, I didn't really know how I wanted to do it, but, I mean, I'd, I at that point I'd already been racing for a couple years. And I felt like without actually doing, the, you know, racing against you and, and Conti or something like that, it was going to be very hard for me to develop any further than I was. Yeah, Because other than that, it was just basically spending money. Right. So I looked at, well, like, what a driving budget was for a year, and I said, okay, if I can spend around that much money and run my own team, develop right. the team culture so that when I want to go race, whether that's in a single-make series sure. like, you know, GT3 Cup Car or something like that, or prototypes or you know whatever like imsa lights or lpc or something um you know then because uh, i've done so much of the touring car endurance car stuff like i feel like i could go step into st and like not embarrass myself yeah, be fine. i could drive and i'd be fine yeah or drive you know like the right type of gs car and i'd be sure. okay um the miatas are really difficult cars to extract maximum performance from and you have to really have commitment to like corner entry yeah. and stuff like that, which you learn how to do from driving formula cars and rally cars and stuff, which I've done a lot of. 
Um, but it's, you know, I've always wanted to develop myself as a driver, but that's a, it's not a parallel path with the team. The team develops much slower because they can't just go start racing some other car all of a sudden, whereas I can go test all these different things sure. and try to, like, incorporate skills like there are tools on a tool belt, you know. Right. Um, from a team perspective, I thought it would be really cool to do it that way. Um, I got the idea sort of from reading um, Speed Secrets, the Ross Bentley yeah. books. Yeah. Yeah. Because he said, like, look, if you're a gentleman driver and you really want to control things, like, the option of running your own team is really the ultimate control. Like, you right. can say this is what color the car is going to be yeah. and all that stuff. So as opposed to spending money for, with somebody else that you don't like, which right. happens. You know, there's a lot of teams that rent seats that, you know, people don't like those those guys Can't or whatever. Can't name one. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to go waste money with one of those guys when I could build my own team. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's kind of the way I looked at it. And, um, you know, at first... Uh, I mean, the big expense, the reason why the reason why sports car racing is expensive is because you have to pay, I mean, if you're doing it right, like the way we're doing it, you have to go buy these gnarly two or $300,000 trailers and right. all that stuff. So just in equipment and stuff alone, like the startup costs are, you know, almost a million bucks. Uh, and we amortize that over a couple of years. But, you know, if you win a race, like what are your contingency prices like? Peanuts. A couple of G's <laughs> here Peanuts. and there. So we're going to Wendy's. You might make a monthly payment on something, but yeah. you're not going <laughs> to, it's not for money. You're not doing it to make right. money. But but um, you feel like you're building something. Yeah, building something, building a culture, building a, a brand, right. you know, for us. And that actually enabled us to to get approved for a dealership eventually oh, with, with cool. Mazda. Okay. And so what happened was I knew a guy through racing, through Mazda Racing. Richard Fisher? Richard Fisher. Yep. Richard Fisher yeah, from the exactly. Autobahn in Chicago. That's right. Um, and and Fish, is, Fish is a great friend of mine. Like, we've developed a really cool friendship over the years. Um, I was able to buy his Mazda store in Countryside. And, um, which is the auto barn. It was the auto yeah. barn, but now it's, you know, CJ Wilson monster or whatever. Uh, you got to put your name in everything. Yeah. Um, I know show off. <laughs> so, um, um, so the, uh, bought that from him. Yeah. I bought that from him. And then, then it really all started to make sense. You know, the race team was a Mazda race team. The dealership is a Mazda dealership. And then we were able to sort of like keep going. Right. And then as the team started having more success, you know, we won the MX-5 Cup Championship. That was really huge. Yep. So then we got some funding from Mazda to put Stephen McAleer in the ST car. So we built the ST cars, and that was a very expensive endeavor because yeah. that's that car for that for that for that class. You know, racing against like the Civic has more horsepower, yep. like out of the box. Like the Mazda has like 160 horsepower out of the box, and the Civic has like two something. 220, I think. Yeah, and then the Cayman comes in with like what 250 or some crazy yeah, stuff yeah, like that. So then everybody's got to build their cars up to that level, <laughs> right? You know, and then it's a kind of debacle. So all of a sudden, you end up with like a hundred and thirty thousand dollar Miata, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you're sitting here going like, couldn't I have got a used GT3 Cup car right, for that? For right. Like, right. You know what I mean? For a challenge. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, but at the end of the day, like you were saying, you know, developing the drivers along the way, like we've, de you know, helped develop Steven into like a pretty legit He's road racer man. now. And Chad, awesome. especially. Yeah. He went from stock car racer. You probably worked with him. Chad McCombie? Yeah. 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 And so now he's like a legit pro. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's, he's like, you know, yeah, and, and the, the, in the wet too. But yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like, road Atlanta. I was yeah. watching the times. I'm like, man, this guy's on it. Yeah. 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 And he's gone from a guy that like, you know, like his first race at Daytona, I was on the radio and he was like, man, there's a lot of cars out here. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, um, so he does impressions store yeah. Yeah. for later. We'll yeah. Do that for yeah. later. Yeah. And it was really funny because, um, you know, we, you know, we, we've seen him just grow and grow and grow to the point where he's helped us develop the suspension. Yeah. And he's been actually very key to, for why our car handles really well. Cause he's from his road racing or his oval racing background. He understands how like 
the smallest little differences yeah. help you cut drag off the car, whether right. it's like dropping the nose a tick and lifting the rear up or whatever. Yeah. He just has so much knowledge on that stuff that it's actually been very, very helpful. And then along the way, he's obviously been just driving phenomenally. So for them to win the championship there this year was really cool for both of them. But we don't really have – there's no next step, right, on the Mazda ladder from ST. It's like, what are you going to risk the, right. the prototype next year, you yeah. know? So – it's a natural step. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, from Miatos <laughs> to prototypes. LMP so, um, so with those guys, you know, as the season has just ended, we're obviously making plans and stuff like that. I know what I want to do with them and where I want the team to go, you know, but it's like there's still so many things up in the air right now. We're trying to figure all that out. But the, the goal eventually is to do Le Mans and to be a sports car team that's on that level with, like, you know, Riley or Multimatic yeah. or whatever that can go r run over there. Right. And, uh, and do America proud with Scottish drivers <laughs> <laughs> like Stephen with, with a Scottish kid uh, and a kid from where, where is McCummy from it's, uh, North Carolina yeah got, uh, with a kid that played Dale Jr. in the right. Earnhardt movie oh that's right he did. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, I remember that yeah, yeah, yeah. so you, you uh, with you know your current program runs uh, you know you just finished the season with Mazda and, and you've yeah. obviously got a dealership tie out yeah. thinking about life after baseball and something to, to sustain you in driving do you see that sort of dealership tie-in continue on wherever you go if you run somebody else next year or somebody else years from now it'd be great because to be honest with you the dealership business is, is phenomenal right did you ever see that being a direction you would go in when you were eight years old thinking about all this well you know you look around at the people that have started their own race teams yeah this is different than the people that have driven at the highest level right but the people who's, who've sort of bootstrapped a race team, they're all dealerships guys. Yeah, a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. Penske, uh, Hendrick. Uh, Brumos, you know, yeah. Hendrick. You know, yeah. a lot of these guys have 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 had the opportunity to, to use their dealerships. Sure. Like, like Stevenson. Like Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, they have exactly. a bunch of cars. Paul Miller. Paul Miller Yeah. You know, and, and, he, and Paul does a really yeah. good job of leveraging all the all the cars he brings in. So yeah. And so that helps. I mean, at the, at the yeah, I did that. He that does happened. the PR form. That's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That, that happened. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I'm saying, though? So it's like, <laughs> because the the dealership, the dealership is able to be a profitable venture, right. and then you can sort of write off some of the the cost, some of the marketing expenses. But ideally, yeah. you don't have to. Right. You know, ideally, you're just, ideally, you're just generating income from this from the partnership side of it, and right. through like the the whole business to business side on it now is so fantastic right. and phenomenal. Right. It's crazy because. I'm like a networker. When I was a kid, I was the guy that tried to organize everybody going to the movie. Right. Like, let's go see Lord of the Rings or Independence Day, like right. on opening night. So I'd be like, let's go get the tickets. Okay, you guys go grab food. Let's yeah. do this. So that's kind of my job right now for the team is I effectively manage the partnership angle as much as possible. And I try to offer the most different things to the partners because I can say, hey, let's go to a baseball game and talk yeah. about this. Or well, that's going to say, right. is, do you use that leverage? And, uh, as much as I can, yeah. you know, whatever I can. And, and it's, you know, a lot of people have said, hey, if you do GTLM, you know, we'll do this with you. And I'm just like, that's like so far away. You hey, know, if you right. spend $20 million with <laughs> us, we'll uh, give <laughs> right. you a million. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so the idea, though, is, is for me personally to figure out a way that, you know, we can grow responsibly with the dealership group and the and the, the race the race, race team, team. Sure. and so you know we've we've tried to kind of manage that that growth and and right now we have we're up to ten dealerships now. Wow! That's so that. we and they're all over the country, all over the place. Okay. Yeah, we have well we have two places really right now. We have uh, Southern California and Chicago area. Okay. So um, a lot of Cubs and White Sox fans. Yep. Right. A lot of Cubs fans are very excited right now because yeah. the Cubs are in the playoffs. Right. Um, and do you in, when you're in Chicago are they labeled to CJ Wilson? dealerships yeah yeah yeah. and yeah. no one cares cool. and people are like we, we sponsor the white Sox, the blackhawks that's, that's awesome the, uh, so the bears the cubs right 
trying to think. I don't know my baseball. It's hilarious. So, so the guy, so like <laughs> we, see. like the C.J. Wilson post game, C.J. Wilson Mazda <laughs> post game show. Yeah. for the White Sox. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that is really funny. I would not. That's I great. That. And so I'm a I'm a Blackhawks fan, so it works. You know, like right. I go out there and I watch I watch hockey games and get to schmooze with people right. and like. You know, we bring people in, and it's great. Like, I've met a lot of the other athletes. We give cars to the athletes to drive around, um, and it, it's it's a, it's a neat thing to be able to do. Yeah, for know? sure. People are like, hey, when are you going to get, a, like, a Bentley dealership? Because I really want a Bentley. I'm like, yeah, let me just, like, let me <laughs> let me work on that. About a week from now, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I was going to get one. So when you uh, <laughs> when you guys go and play in Chicago, do you mm-hmm. is there this weird obligation on their end? Like, well, we've got to interview him now, even though he's with the other team. No, it's not too weird. Okay. I mean, I think they get it. I think that everyone's like, so you're from Chicago, right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm no <laughs> just no. a good car I just knew Richard Fisher. Yeah, you know? yeah it just made sense <laughs> on paper. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Mazda's has been great to work with on the dealership side because as we've had success, they've just rewarded us and said, hey, you know, there's an option here. Like, this guy wants to sell. You don't have to do it if you want to do it. He'll, he, I think he wants to buy it for this or whatever. So, so Richard's store we bought because it was very profitable, and we bought dealerships that are losing money and we've turned those around nice. so i've learned a lot about that um that side of it and you know um we're working on a, de- a couple deals right now one of them locally here uh, for a motorcycle store a multi-brand motorcycle store and i love motorcycles as well so yeah. it's, it's nice um but you know sometimes there's attachments between the car company and the bike company so there's a way to kind of work that angle as okay, well you know that. if it works so um but you know i go to supercross and i have i get like a suite you know, since it's Angel Stadium, and right. I bring people in, and we try to do deals there. And sure. It's, I mean, you really have to have good people skills and vision, and figure out a way to do win-win things for right. as many people as possible. Because everybody that's in business is trying to kill it; they're all trying yeah. to make money. Yeah. You know, <coughs> but like here we are, like looking at this little plastic water cup. Like the company that makes this, they're balling out of control because <laughs> yeah. the company that has the branding for the for the Coca-Cola, right. yeah. Diet Coke you know, like cups and stuff like that. I mean, they're making a ton of money because yeah. they're selling so many products. Yeah. So it's about figuring out how to get those people in with somebody else. Right. Or, you know, that's like Ganassi and stuff. That's how they've done so well. So let's talk a little bit about the being famous part. We were just Googling, you know, to just get some more background information on anything we might not know. And I guess part of being famous is having haters. Haters. Especially in a sport where it's a team that people love and they love for years and along comes a player and they might not like him or he might have a bad season or game or whatever and then now you become this target. I get haters and I'm nobody and I get haters just for having an opinion or, or whatever it is. You yeah, because you're you're a colorful guy, you know what I mean, on, on Twitter and stuff like that. You'll you'll say stuff, you'll speak your mind. Right. But I think it's valuable well, personally. I mean, I'd know? rather be that way than be a robot. You, you know what I mean? I, I want people to understand where I'm coming from on things and in your situation, you could literally just have a bad night yeah, be a little off, or go up against a team that's red hot. Or let's say pitch with the flu. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? You and just not have it because you're trying to be a good team guy and just right. do it, and then you just straight up suck that day. And then and you then get then blasted by blasted. millions of people because you're you're an international celebrity with sports. Right. So there's yeah. a big audience for that. Yeah, I guess it's better than having a movie that bombs, though. I mean, ultimately, like if you compare it to like one to the other, right? Like there's some actors out there um, that people don't like right. you know what I mean because they've been in like just bomb movies mm-hmm. that have yeah. just gone nowhere um, or let's say uh, like um, you know having people dig through your trash like a celebrity you know uh, female right, pop right, star right, or something right. like that so the you know the worst case scenario is I have to um, I have to block a couple people on Twitter or Instagram right. every once in a while 
there's always the one, I can always fire that shot across the br- the bow and try to like you know put them in their place or right, whatever. Right. Um, and I do that from time to time. Good. I try to like keep people honest because yeah. some pe- some people will be like, you know, I'll post a photo. Like I posted a photo on my Instagram of my cars after doing a couple track days. Like the tires, the tires were roasted. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh, that explains the slip angle. And someone's like, hey, less pictures of cars and more. I've I've seen more that. baseball stuff. Yeah. And I'll be like, what, dude? It's the it's off yours. season for me. Yeah, like, what do you want off. me to do? It's like my account. L- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, second of all, Instagram is one hundred percent free. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, Enjoy the photo. I'll refund your money in the mail. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Just wait for it. Um, and it's like. It's like, man, and so then I'll be like, okay, okay, buddy, it's the, uh, who should I be cheering for? And he's like, the Cubs, and I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, like I'm not gonna Google, Google pictures of myself, download them to my phone, edit them, and crop them in the square. I do, and re-Instagram <laughs> them to make those haters happy. Oh yeah, no, if you feel page, like do doing that, you do what you want. That's but I take—I'm an actual photographer, so I, for me, it's we were like, going to talk about that. Yeah, so I—I I, I try not to get too ex- too excited or too mad. I mean, like I've seen my wife go like just blast somebody after they've said something bad before. She's and Brazilian. Like, she's Brazilian. Yeah. She's got that fire, the yeah. hot blood. Yeah. But like my dad has had to deal with it for years because uh, he'll okay. go to the games and uh, someone will right. say something and he'll be like, "Hey, f you, that's my kid." You right, know what I mean? Right. right. Like, okay, dad, don't fight anybody in the stands. It's but fine. Has, has the hate ever gotten so crazy that you're just enjoying it? Oh, I I always think it's hilarious. I, I like I'm I'm totally unflappable. Like I don't, it doesn't get to me because at the end of the day, the only opinions that matter are those of your peers. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like my teammates know how hard I work. So you know when you see something that's not true about you, right? Yeah. Like what are you supposed to say? You just I mean at the end of the day, you do have to sort of laugh. And it's like having a couple hundred thousand followers on Twitter and you know seventy something on seventy some thousand on Instagram. You're like, well that's funny. You know like there's a lot of people, but um, that care in one way. Right. There's also a lot of people that care for the wrong reasons. Exactly. Yeah. And there's always in celebrity culture, there's always going to be like really creepy sides of it, like people that follow you home or whatever, and that's really weird. But that's the only thing for me. Like when I was living in Texas, I had some people follow me home, and that was wow. that and was strange. Do you know that's happening when it's happening? Like you can kind of see the same car. I didn't realize that. Well, like one time I was living in Fort Worth at the racetrack out there at Crescent. Yeah. Someone was following me. And I w- it was after a game. So and that, that's an hour away from the stadium. They followed me on the freeway. I was driving my career GT at the time. And I in Texas, there's very liberal laws. I mean, well, c- I mean, conservative in the, s- in the sense that it's a red state. But there's very – you have a lot of freedom as yeah. a citizen to protect yourself and all that stuff. Yeah. And I had one of my options there in the car. Understood. And was like – Bear mace. Am I really going to have to do this right now? These right. people – because I didn't know who they were. But it was just like this – sketchy looking van that was following me and it's like one in the morning i'm in the middle of nowhere i'm just like all right here we go it's like a tv show and then they get out and they had a jersey and they were like hey and this is the funniest part i thought you were kinsler (laughs) (laughs) i was like does he live around here no kinsler lives like an hour in the other direction and the only acceptable response is oh no no here's his address (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's that that's yeah. the funny thing too, because when we travel, the the autograph dudes will chill in front of our hotel and yeah. like try to get autographs or whatever. Right. So yeah. there'll be like twenty or thirty of them, and uh, sometimes they're nice. Like sure. in the south, they're very nice. In um, in Tampa or Atlanta or any of the the cities like from basically Washington D.C. down to Texas, you know, like yeah. anything under that triangle, yeah, they're all nice. 
but once you get above that triangle, you get like aggressive people, pushy. like pushy, mean people <coughs> yelling at you, stuff like that. If you like, I mean, sometimes you genuinely have to go and you don't have time to do right. like 150 autographs sure. at Boston or something. But um, you know, it's something. It's the hilarious getting crossed up for for people because like I'm a regular sized white dude, right? right. So I'm like six one, brown hair, could be anybody. Well, so on that token, uh, your Twitter ha Twitter handle is Straight Edge Racer. And yeah, it's uh, not. It's not straight edge baseball player. Yeah, I, uh, I thought nothing of it at the time when I saw it. I was like, all right, I guess that's this thing. And then I didn't realize straight edge lifestyle, or whatever you want to call it, is a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. So what is that? Straight edge is a lifetime commitment to never drink or do drugs. Interesting. So, so aspirin, life. aspirin's out. Um, a aspirin as a <laughs> as a um, <laughs> vitamin is no, out. No aspirin free basing a, it. Right. Yeah, no free basing aspirin for Copy. sure. Okay, but. Like you know, I had elbow surgery, and so I challenged myself not to, not to take painkillers really? afterwards. So what about Valtrex? Uh, <laughs> don't need that. Okay, got a boy. So right. good. Um, so um, yeah, that's the thing. Like certain medications, this <laughs> <laughs> is a random drop in there. That was funny. Um, you know, there's uh, there's obviously things that you need, you know, as an athlete to get through. Sometimes like I'll I'll get a it's injection cocaine. in my elbow okay. or something like that. No, it's not the 80s. I don't play for the Mets. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, getting my uh, like getting my elbow cleaned out and things like that. You know, I've had to, I've had to work with some uh, you know hyaluronic acid injections, which are basically fake synovial fluid, so your joints don't get arthritic. You know, stuff like that. So I'm right all in into the science. Sure. I'm really into the science of everything. Right. But I'll like you know if I have inflammation, I know which foods cause that. So I just eat stuff that's anti-inflammatory, like you know pineapple, uh, uh, raw salmon. You know, uh, beet juice, things like that that are ginger. Are, you know, are you vegan? Is that what I? I'm not vegan. No, I just I just ate a bunch no, of no, uh, yeah. whatever. No, I'm not vegan. I just don't eat dairy. Okay, that's the thing because I'm lactose intolerant. Sadly, yeah. I do. Oh, so you I, get gassy? I, oh, it's way worse than that. Oh wow! It gets it gets. Let's, get, let's talk about it. It gets really negative <laughs> for my teammates. Um, so like sometimes they'll sneak butter in on a di on a dish and they yeah. won't know that they'll they'll be like oh there's no butter on this and right. I'll eat it and I'll be like guys you know? yeah. and guys and guys will be like oh my god there's a sewer backed up and I'm like no <laughs> that was dairy that was that was a, that was one tablespoon of butter on the rice but, but say, that seems like ultimately the prank is on them if they do something like that <laughs> right yeah because your your own brand is never as bad as someone else's yeah, right sure, so sure. it never bothers me as much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just uncomfortable. You know, I'd rather not have a code brown when I'm out there pitching, you know. As a baseball player, what's your favorite baseball movie? Baseball movie? Yeah. Ooh, The yeah. Natural. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. I'd say that's movie. the best one. Right. Um, I'd say the second best one for me, uh, that's – I'll say Bull Durham is actually the most accurate of really? all the baseball movies yeah. for any reason because it, it represents so much of what's going on. There's a – there's a voodoo scene with the Latin players. There's uh, old cougar ladies. Yeah, who's your Susan Sarandon? I didn't have one, you thank did? God. Oh, man, you that's know, too bad. No, I was, I was, I tried to steer clear of that. <laughs> um, the, uh, I, man, I had a girlfriend when I was in the minors for my first couple of years, and then I got injured, and I got a new girlfriend oh because it's like bad superstition luck. really yeah, bad luck. Wow. no 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 that not, poor not, girl not really she's but she's dead now right i need more of a giver <laughs> you know um <laughs> so um and then uh but so so you know like i didn't have and then by that point and then after that i was in the major league so i didn't have the full minor league experience in that sense but some of my teammates did like we had a guy 
who had seven birthdays one off season because he had an illegal birth certificate. <laughs> and, wow. And okay. he ended up marrying a 40-year-old woman, and he was he started dating her when he was 21, and then the next summer he was 28, magically. Weird. So it made so much more sense that he was into this chick that was like, you know, instead of 20 years older than yeah. him, you know, right. 10 years older, sure. which wasn't as bad. But, um, <laughs> you know, some guys marry girls from those from the cities, you know, from the minor league cities, and then they end up living there in that minor league city. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, get out of here. I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. wish that upon anybody. Some of the cities <laughs> that we played in. It's called Farm League for a reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't have anything against farmers or <laughs> farm saying. cities. Sean but, does. But <laughs> some of the cities, uh, like, it's some not of where the you'd want to live. Oh, I yeah. no, I wouldn't go from living here to going there. Right. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. um, you know, some of the minor league cities are like in Austin and Salt Lake yeah, City. So that's that's yeah. okay. You that's have cool. Austin, yeah, 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 you yeah, for sure. yeah, you can live there. And, and Tacoma, Washington, that's nice. Right. You know, you live in Seattle, it's fine. But um, it's like some of the low A teams. You're just like, whoa, no way would I live yeah, here. This yeah. is sketchy. They don't even have a. They don't even have Mexican food. You know. Hmm. Uh, Where do all the Latin players eat? Uh, Where well, does ninety percent of the league eat? Uh, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly at the clubhouse. Okay, so minor league life sucks. Like it's really rough. You get twenty dollars a day for meal money, and then you have to pay twelve dollars a day for clubhouse dues. Or something like that. So, oh, so you have to pay for like the food they bring you, kind of a deal in the clubhouse. Really? And, does that come and out of your laundry? Does that come out of your check, or is that like a? Like well, you have to bring your twelve dollars every day. Like, sorry, boss. No, yeah, thirty-six dollars because it's a three-game series. So you got to be like, here you go. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So you get hosed on that crap. Here's the question. I don't know. So you're so with eight dollars a day, how are you eating? You're eating at Subway. You're eating, you're eating at like, Taco yeah. Bell. Right, you know, right. you're like begging for like. One. Oh, it's Taco Tuesday. We get like two for one. Come on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Like guys, let's get together and pool our money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so what's begging it? for an extra meatball at Subway? Well, is that that was real life? What's like an average salary for a minor league player like Triple A? Triple A. Um, your first year in AAA, you make uh, $12,000 or less that first year. Really? A year. The year. Wow. You only get paid during the season. Yeah. So, so what five and a half months of salary. So do you have another job then? I did, yeah. yeah. I, I got a job at Nordstrom's. I was slinging, I was slinging silks and, <laughs> and, and merino wool sweaters. You know what right. I mean? I was working at uh, South – I worked at South Coast Plaza when I was in the minors at first doing that's stock and some of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, then th- then that, and that's like the Rodeo Drive – you know, of Orange County. South Coast Plaza, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Uh, that's like the really nice place everybody goes. And so you actually meet people in there, yeah. you know, like Jim Palmer, who pitched for the Orioles, Hall of Fame player. He came in there, and I'm like 18, and I'm like, Jim, hey, I'm a pitcher. <laughs> I'm in junior college. Do you have any advice? Hear me out, bro. Yeah. Help me out. And he takes credit to all my success. That's because r- he was now he's first like, guys. yep, I yeah. helped him. He's like, you know, CJ used to, he sold me a pair of slacks. And, uh, <laughs> you know. Who is the Kimi Raikkonen of baseball press conferences? Whoa. That's a good question. Uh-huh. That's a huge compliment to somebody uh, for, like, other baseball players. So the way I take it is, as a driver, when Kimi says stuff, I yeah. think it's great. It's right. amazing. He's super so, honest. So, yeah. um, I think there's some guys uh, – I try to be like that, but I'm not on that level. Um, I think <sighs> – because it has to be somebody that also shows no enthusiasm. Yeah, right. It, 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 it's, it's a very mixed field here. Mm. Uh, maybe Pujols. Really? He's very hard on himself when he doesn't mm-hmm. do well. And he also is very prideful when he gives an answer. Like, hey, Albert, you struck out like 10 times in your last 20 at-bats, but you didn't strike out for a month before that. Well, yeah, you know, it's like I'm the 
got like a 500 home run, so it's not like it's on accident, you know. Sometimes you have a bad week, but it's still a good player. Number four. four if you're a good player, you know, then you're going to be okay. They know. That's amazing. <laughs> Sidebar, can you do a Wolf Hensler impression? Wolf I've I've only met I've only met Wolf once. Okay. So I don't have a Wolf Hensler impersonation. How about, uh, how about any other Porsche factory driver other than Patrick Long? Um... Oh, man, I used to have a good Bergmeister. Bergmeister. He did a Berg hey, Pat Patrick Bergmeister. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I'd have to stand up because York's <laughs> like six foot six, right? Fine. I remember when they were driving for Lizard together. Yeah. And it was like, like <laughs> yeah, like you, you guys do realize there are drivers that are the same size, right, you know? Right. Um, God, I don't know. <clears throat> but you know what's funny though about Pat? Every time I see him, he's more tan and his hair is looking better. I think I, I think the Dempsey <laughs> thing's rubbing off on him. He had a mustache. Yeah, like, I mean it wasn't much. It was like it was, like, it was definitely like less than what you have right now. Yeah, but, but it was yeah. but it was clear that he'd he's shaved just everything getting by that. More and more and more stylish. Yeah, yeah, more he's euro. Carrying, he's just carrying less. More euro. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like his hair is getting better and he's getting more. T you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like I picture like I remember when Pat first broke in and he was like real young and like in now I mean not that he's old but he's 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 like so 52, familiar, right? right? He's 52, 53. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, Pat. I know you're you're gonna listen he's to this. Not and, and hate he's us. not listening. He's not listening. He's listening to maybe half of his. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no. The funny thing is, though, that uh, I'm trying to think of York. I don't. I haven't talked to him in years. But anybody that I've talked to recently, like especially with accents, yeah. Especially with German accents, um, I can I can do some pretty good ones. Like I think I can do Jens Walther. Oh, oh, that would be well, fantastic. That would be he's never gonna listen to yeah. this. He's so polite. He is a that's, nice guy. That's the key is yeah. he's like the most polite auto exec guy yeah. that I've ever met, sure. especially in racing. Yeah. Because most racing guys are very gruff. For you know? that company, yeah. too. That company produces some right. pretty, like, you know, no yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we'd have to go to break, and I'd have to, like, take a chance at it to, like, kind of tone in yeah. myself. You Assume know, like, the whole thing Do break. the tuning for it. Assume it's all break. But, uh, no, Jens is great. I've met him a couple times, and he's, you know, he's, he's a cool guy. I like him a lot. Um, but, yeah, the, I think – I just grew up watching a lot of movies and stuff and, and acting out, like, movies and scenes and, and pick up languages really well. So it's just something I like doing impressions. It's really funny. Do you? On that, on huh. that same page, have you seen the movie There Will Be Blood? Daniel Day-Lewis. Correct. Daniel Plainview. Daniel Plainview in the film? Um, yeah, I've seen at least one hour of the movie. Okay. Do you remember anything from it? Any one I mean, I remember the crazy preacher guy. Yeah. 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 Any any impressions you could come up from that? Because we actually got uh, who was it? Oriel. We had Oriel Servia to do the, well, do he the wouldn't line do it. in the movie. Yeah, he no, he did. He did. Well, yeah, he, he did the ending. Did he? Oh, he did say that. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right. I'm more uh, I'm more of like a comedy actor. Right. That's what, what I mean? makes like this good for us because stuff. it's so serious that we've been saying it to each other for zero reason this entire trip. Yeah, that's been our theme. I on my flight back from Coda back to Atlanta to start this trip, I, I just yeah. happened to have it on my iTunes and I was like, "Oh, watch that." Yeah. And then I just God, I haven't seen the movie. I I saw it. I have it on DVD actually, and I watched it at my condo in Dallas when I played for the Rangers. Yeah, so that was like at least 4 years ago. Right, right. That's Pretty good so. state to watch. It. Powerful stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um okay, so we'll come back to the impressions. Ben's Walter I want to hear. Um the photography thing. Is that mm -hmm. something you've been doing for a long time or did you just recently pick it up? And uh, yeah, it's been about seven seven years okay. I've been doing it. Um, you know, I I grew up around cameras and stuff. My parents w actually met in a camera store. Oh. And so my dad and my mom were both really into taking photos and stuff like that when oh, I was a right. kid. And uh, I got a funny photo when Will Ferrell was doing that, um, yeah. well, that thing yeah, this year. Yeah, all in one day. Yeah, I got a really – I brought my GoPro into the dugout 
because um, I was like, it's spring training. There's no rules. Like, who cares? Or drinking and yeah, throwing be, stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Fried, Smoking in the dugout. Chicken. Yeah. yeah. Fried chicken. Um, <laughs> like the Red Sox a couple years ago. So I had, like, my my GoPro over Sosha's shoulder, and it was right as Sosha was, like, fire, you know, like trading Getting Will rid Ferrell. Of him, yeah. And his face was, like, typical, like, whoa. You know, like the Will Ferrell thing. It was great. It was really good. Yeah. So, you know, I have fun with it. Um, I haven't really figured out a way. Uh, although I guess I can announce on this on this podcast, like it won't be out till November. November eighteenth. So yeah. that, that's my birthday, so that's good. Oh, well, so nice. Yeah. Happy birthday to me! What I really want to do is start photographing people's car collections. The oh, people yeah. that have like the really cool car collections. Maybe do a book or something. Yeah, I'll do a book. Yeah. Um, and do photos for them. I have a huge printer, so I can print out like almost life-size photos of their cars. Oh wow! That's and awesome. I think that would be kind of cool. I was inspired by a guy in Beverly Hills recently who has a bunch of Le Mans winning cars. Bruce Meyer. Bruce, yeah. yeah. Bruce has an unbelievable man cave. Yep. And I was like, you know, I could do this. I could I could set these types the, of things. The backdrops up. behind the cars are actually the cars that one is amazing. Yeah, that's unbelievable. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. So yeah. his I like I walked in there and I almost passed out cuz just like all the blood just like oh my god, you know. Yeah. Fun. Did you know Spencer Pompelli killed a guy? So anyways, no. So so <laughs> this guy TJ, he actually shoots, he actually does all the media for the Ferrari for Scuderia Ferrari. Okay. So he shoots their F1 cars in Marinello, and he lives in Switzerland now and all that stuff, but he's an American guy. That's a good gig. And he was like, he was the one that was like, dude, you should really, like, use your connections to try to, like, meet these other car collector guys and just yeah. see if you can just go take photos of their cars. And, you know, he's like, so if there's, like, a crazy old Ferrari vintage car that you want to shoot or something, you know, yeah. check it out. I think that'd be a pretty awesome hobby to have. Yeah, it's cool. You know, get to see. I, I like just looking at those cars, much less getting to see them, you know? When right. I go on vacation, I, I take, like, these really cool photos. I mean, for me, they're cool. I don't right. post things because I'm trying to get attention because right. if I was... It, I would post totally different types of stuff, you know. Yeah. Like I post things, just like stacks of cash. Yeah, cash cats. Have you seen cash cats? No. Andrus showed me this. There's an account called Cash Cats on Instagram. Andrus yeah. is his team manager. Team for the manager. Yeah. Series. yeah. And uh, it's it's like random cats, literally laying on piles of money with like <laughs> handguns and <laughs> knives and stuff like that. It's so funny. Well, that's my so afternoon. Not, not yeah. quite yeah, that. Yeah, right. Not, not quite that. But no. But uh, you're showing people like yeah. But it's like I went, like on, cool I went shark is. diving. It was awesome. Yeah. Like I got to go see these animals. Like they're they're. You know, they're, they're a protected species in certain areas. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we shouldn't be cutting their fins off from a political standpoint. It's just like no dog fighting. Right, right. You know what I mean? So if I f- post a photo of a dog, you know, it's because I think dogs are cool. It's You're not because right. I think anything else sucks or because it's just because I think dogs are cool. <laughs> right, In right, that right. moment. Post more pictures of cars. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I just, yeah, so it's like, yeah. you know, I do like cars. I'm a car dealer. I have a race car team. Like, how am I not going to post photos of cars? Yeah, it's going to happen. But, um... I also have a thing where I won't post any photos that I didn't take. Okay. You know, unless it's a photo of me that somebody else took that, you know, like was yeah, with my camera or something yeah, like no, that, yeah. you know. Um, so I try not to steal the thunder from anybody. I um, do post other people's photos of stuff that I've done, like of my car or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I always give the credit to the photographer. That's a huge that's thing a because they, they get burnt. Yeah. Like one of my buddies shot for like a product company okay. or like a health product and um, like a workout company or whatever. And they did, like, Men's Health or something like that magazine, and right. they didn't give him photo credit. That's not and okay. And he was, like, super pissed. Yeah. And he should be because it's, like, a, it was in, That's like, his a production. livelihood. That's his job. Yeah, he's yeah. a real photographer. Exactly. Part of the – one of the themes that we're doing ongoing throughout the throughout the podcast tour, is that what yeah. we're calling this, is uh, carrying on a question from the previous person to the next. Oh, so God. I'm, so, I'm dreading this. No, no, no. Hey, who, who is the who, – so, Oriel. Oriel Servia. Okay. IndyCar star and just awesome guy. I'd never met him before our, our – and, and, and for the record, he threw out an opening pitch on the for the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles, and uh, he referred to the thing that he stood atop as the little mountain. 
So I was on the little mountain. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly impression what number seven. Um, yeah. yeah, that's how he described it. That's really funny. Okay, so his question for you, we'll ask, and then you'll come up with a question for uh, Eric Valdez. Eric Valdez. So. So. Orioles. Also, also a racer now. Yes. I've, I've yeah. been following yeah. his yeah. progress. And good guy all around. All exactly. So great hair. Great hair smells fantastic. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, Oriole first complimented you on, you know, all your success and also that you're a race team owner and said clearly you dedicated your whole life to becoming the pro athlete that you are and something must have triggered that in you as a young kid, Aww. you know, something that got you wanting to do it. What was the first thing that made you want to go racing? What was the first itch that you had to scratch because of sports car racing or cars or whatever? Um, well, okay, so racing and street cars are obviously two different things. So the the biggest the biggest thing for me is there was a there's always been exotic cars in this area in like Newport Beach especially so my dad took my brother and I when we were little kids over to the exotic dealership and so there was a they had a Countach there and um I got to see the Countach but what I didn't my brother went up and instantly went like hands <laughs> on the paint right my dad's freaking out the sales guys like ah no big deal it's it's all wax on there anyways we'll just we'll clean it off and I walked around like this and was, like, looking at it. You know, for those of you at home or in the car, I have my arms crossed with, like, one He's hand up, like, very serious, very like, pensive. scientifically mm. pensive thinking, like, what is it about this car? Just looking at the angles, looking at those little cookie-cutter phone dial wheels. Yeah. Just looking at the proportions for everything. And it just really, from an art standpoint, you know, it drew me in. Right. Like, I was like, wow, this is the supercar. Right. This is crazy, you yeah. know? I hadn't seen it. I had no chance to see an F40 because at the time there's only a few of them. Yeah, Yeah, they're still really rare. Um, And and I was really into that. Was like I have to. I have to have something like this. I was probably six or seven years old, and I was like, I must acquire the 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 cash cats. How do I get this? this. The cash cats. How many cash cats do I need for this? (laughs) That's seriously going to be my whole Um, weekend. And then uh, then from a racing standpoint, you know, my dad used to take me to the to dirt track stuff, and so my dad was on a team, so I saw how his team was running. Um, their, their, uh, driver, his name was Robbie Flock and he was driving, um, you know, uh, midgets at the time. And then eventually he worked into F2000. Oh, okay. Um, what time period is this? this uh, eighties. Eighties. Yeah. Ultra, so. Ultra wheels was one of their sponsors. Ultra wheels made magnesium wheels yeah. for street cars. Um, it's like them and like American racing wheels. For like yeah, the two. yeah. Yeah. And then like, uh, Valvoline. So they had a Valvoline sponsorship and ultra wheels. And um, Danny McAllister was the team owner. Okay. So I used to, he had like a, he, had, he wore the hat. He looked like a team owner. He looked like Ganassi <laughs> or somebody like right. that, you know. Um, and I would, we would watch the GTP races on TV. Okay. My dad and I would watch those and watch uh, Indy and watch right. F1 and all, any, any racing that was on TV. Sure. So I was always just like, God, I have to go see this. I have to be there. You know what I mean? I have to see this. Like on TV, it's great. But like, I wish the guys would stop talking and let me just listen to hear the cars. It. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the car video game started getting so good, you know, as I got older, Gran Turismo came out, Forza came out and, um, you know, I actually got really good driving on the video games. I was like ranked in the top hundred or 50 on, on certain tracks. Like there was a, like a lap time on Sebring and I could get down to like whatever time it was. And I was like always in like the top 1000, but if I had a good, like people were constantly getting faster. So then I was like, so you know, for me, it was just sort of cars, uh, street cars were an extension of racing. It was always racing first in the sense that I had an appreciation for, like, the physicality, yeah. the danger, 
the technology just like I get like weepy when I see like old like F1 stuff and they show a guy crash or they show like you know St- Stefan Beloff or something yeah. like that all those stories like I get all misty eyed like when I think of like what it would take for us to go to Le Mans and actually go over there and race and compete and win and stuff like that that would be I mean that's like a huge lifetime achievement you yeah know? so sure. being able to have Mark go over there this year you know with, uh, with the Riley yeah. uh, Viper team um, with Viper Exchange, uh, I was so proud of him because yeah. I know, like, as a race car driver, as a sports car driver, that's it. Yeah, that's 100% the deal. You know, um, so for me, there's this really strange thing where I'm very logical and and everything I do in life, but racing cha- taps into this weird emotional depth that I have, and the passion that people need to have to go through the hardships and the difficulties and right. the practice and be told you suck, be told you're too slow or whatever. I connect with that, yeah. and um, I connect with the effort level required to, for everybody to be there and, and do a, a good job, and I think that's that's why I, it's never going to leave me, you know? Cool, man. That's the longest answer I could probably could have given no, you. No, but right it's good. Man. It's from the heart. It's it's fantastic. So now to the next side of that, Eric Valdez, who races in the Continental Tire Series from time to time. He's yeah. an actor that's been on General Hospital and Graceland. Graceland so dreamy. And smells fantastic, exactly. as you said. Good-looking guy. There is no way he's 35. 36? That is your age. He's 35, 36. Uh, yeah, he's 36. Okay. He looks like he's 28. <laughs> or I just look like I'm 50. I'm not sure. I think it's your side. Yeah, I think yeah. it might be my side. So if you could ask Eric Valdez anything, what would it be? I guess my question for Eric Valdez would be wow, Mr. Valdez. <laughs> um, that's that's actually just a sort of random character that I play sometimes. The uh, the co- Colombian drug lord, or Hank um, Azaria in the birdcage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hank Azaria <laughs> birdcage. Yeah, that's, that's that was on TV the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put on um, my shoes and I fall down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I would ask him. You know, sort of how how what, like what are his plan? Like, what's what's his development plan? You know, as a, now that he's transitioning from actor to athlete. What is his plan to get the most out of his effort level so that he can take it to the furthest it can go? You know, how far does he want to go in racing? Because I think that's a very important question, you know, for, for guys that are that are racing, you know, especially guys in his position or my position that are, you know, um, f- you know, famous or infamous for doing something else, you know. Um, and also I would ask him the second part question. Uh, cheating already. Do whatever you want. I was not told that there's no, only, no. You it's know. fine. You can make it. Rule. This is a funny question. So you, you guys appreciate this. You can tell he's been working with. Yeah. Um, can you can you describe the uh, the quality level <laughs> at the racetrack versus the the set? You know, like what's the like the babes. On set versus the babes ah. at the racetrack. Well, especially as well, a soap opera star. Well, I mean, basically, it's it's like anywhere you go, you have to grade on the curve. Yeah. You know, like a racetrack. Yes. Race like a Daytona 10. A race tra- exactly. A Daytona <laughs> 10 is like a Hollywood <laughs> 2. A Hollywood 4. Yeah. yeah so, exactly. Right. But you just still have to play your numbers right, you know? Yeah. It's like being prison but here's gay. The, here's it's like what? What? Prison See, gay. Prison gay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what the scariest <laughs> thing is, though? This is the same thing. Like, when you go to, um, it's like if you go to a golf course, right? And you see like an attractive woman there, you're like, oh, that's someone's. Sure. She's possessed by somebody else already. Someone already has possessed. Well, you know, someone owns her. <laughs> let's talk about it. Yeah, let's get into that. Well, yeah. you know, there's a lot of like Russian money out there. 
No, but it's like you, you never <laughs> want to make the comment like, like, hey, who's who's Who babe is you? that? Yeah. No, whose babe is that? Right? And then it's like somebody's wife, and you're like, like that's in your vicinity. Then you're like, ooh, sorry, bud, didn't hey. mean hey, I was nice implying. <laughs> nice job. I was implying that anybody's hitting on your wife, you know. But you know, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'd be very curious about that, you know, because I yeah. also know that that actor chicks are pretty crazy. You know, they can they can be. I've heard some some stories about some people, you know, from from people in the industry that would just be like, when I was single, they were like, never date an actress. Like, you'll, it'll be the worst roller coaster you ever go on. Sean, I'll back, I'll back that up, hundred <laughs> percent. Go on. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I'd be curious what Eric's what? take is like, because a lot of the girls at the racetrack are like, they're all somebody else's wife or somebody else's. Yeah, none of them. Are, well, most of them aren't. Are there are for not, a reason? They're not there. Elegi- they're yeah, not they're eligible. Not hanging out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, Brazelton, I'll go there. Yeah, because there's always there's always this <laughs> Sebring, Florida. Why not? Yeah. Because there's this like there's this like mystique around the racetrack, right? Like you see, like they try to like glamorize it and stuff. Like there's all these like really hot girls and all that stuff. But it's like you go there and it's like. You know the three of us, and then Clint. Oh. You know what I mean. <laughs> so like we'll get into that. And then oh, like, okay. and then like yeah, yeah. Kyle Gimple's mom or somebody like that. You know what I mean. You got Actually, like Heather Gimple getting a shout out. Yeah. She's gonna love it. Yeah, but from back in the Skip Barber days. <laughs> yeah, good, good family. I like those. Guys. If you're single, I actually think that's one of the hardest things to fight if you travel a lot because there's this image that you're going to racetracks, so it's all glitz and glamour and girls yep. everywhere, and they're like, ah, oh, and you're like, no, trust me, it's a sausage fest. I've always said in that in Mansfield, Ohio. I've, I've dated yeah. girls that had no clue about racing yeah. and their dads will b- had been like, Oh, you got a girl in every port. I'm like, I wish, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> like, well, some places, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting yeah. pretty lucky down at Sebring these days. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like at the alligator bar, right? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever hit a home run? Uh, no, I've hit a triple in the majors. I was just talking about just the majors. Yeah. In college, I hit yeah. home runs and stuff, but yeah, I hit a triple in Houston when they were still national league. And I was running around the bases, and it was the highlight of my career. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, I hit that ball, and I was like, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> I hit one. That's great. Um, how good are you at batting? Like, and, and I'm good. And I'm a good hitter. And so, like, why don't they put more emphasis, I guess, in the National League at least, on pitchers' hitting capabilities? Because a lot of them are just doo-doo. They just, they just don't put enough time into it? Like, I mean, yeah, it's part that. You guys are world-class athletes. I figure – is it just the timing? Like, there's no time to do it with all the other stuff you got going on? No, that's exactly the opposite. It's oh. that pitchers are lazy, oh. and coaches reinforce the laziness by preventing pitchers from practicing hitting. Is that just to save strength in the arms? They, or think, right? they, think, they think it's, like, bad for you somehow. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the guys that are the best athletes are the best players. Right. So anything you do that makes you more athletic, it's going to help you understand the game better. Right. Like, I'm a good hitter. I think there's probably, like – let's say 30 pitchers in the big leagues yeah. that are good hitters. You know, like out of all of us, out of the uh, 400 pitchers or something like that, sure. there's, you know, there's probably 30, 30. good hitters, yeah. maybe 40. So the top 10% is, is pretty decent. Like where we could actually, like I could go play outfield and not embarrass myself, right. you know. But um, the, uh, just like there's there's at least 20 or 30% of all hitters that could be pitchers. Mm-hmm. They have good arm strength. They could throw a, a second pitch or something like that. Sure. Michael Young had an incredible knuckleball, and one of my biggest regrets is I never got to see him pitch in a game. Right. I thought that that would have been great to him have him th- out there throwing yeah, knuckleballs and stuff. But um, yeah, I got a couple hits. Uh, I got two hits this year. I batted 300 this year because I was two for six, 333. Nice. So nice. I tried to stretch a single into a double, got thrown out. Uh, <laughs> but I was trying to be athletic. Do they? Do, they, do you guys give you? Do they laugh at you? Oh my! They were all over like, me. They were yeah, like, "What are you doing?" And then doing, Ibar man? comes up, and Ibar's like total thug on the base path. So he's like, "Do I would do the same thing?" <laughs> you know? So that's nine. 
That's nine. That's nine, nine impressions. Yeah, I just I don't think about it. I just work them in there. No, that's you know? good. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's good. way better than what we've been getting. So, um, Pat Long wasn't really into it, but then he started ripping he, off. Yeah, some, he could do a few. Yeah, that's I'd not even like. I'd love to see Pat do Pat. Can Pat? Can can Pat? You know, Patrick Long, Patrick Dempsey. Oh, Pat do Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, yeah. We kind of stayed off the Dempsey stuff. Can you do a Pat Long? I haven't talked to him enough yeah. to really get yeah. his mannerisms yeah. down, but he's very smiley. Can you talk like a robot? A Canadian <laughs> robot? Yeah, yeah. He's, he thinks he sounds Canadian. He actually, you know, I was reviewing the stuff yesterday. He does sound Canadian. Uh, I never, never yeah. got that. He just has yeah. a re inflection at the end of yeah, the he's, words. He's got eh? weird, eh? Mm. Yeah, like, it's like, wait, you're from Redondo. What are you doing? Well, it's, it's like a surfer, you know. It's like a Brody yeah. version <laughs> of a Canadian. <laughs> Brody, no. All right, it's going gonna, it's gonna to appeal to like eight people. Okay. Uh, but you have to deal with a... Who is a very high energy PR guy? Yes. So you must hang up the phone and like do the the thing to your wife. I'm sure. Like a, a Declan, like oh my god, you'll oh, believe what he just. Oh, I said. just put him on speaker. He's too. It's I can't. I can't. Declan. Why is I there no? Why is there no Declan impression? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I want to hear a Declan. You it's must just, do a Declan. No. So you've never done a Declan. Uh no. I I've done. St I I can do Steven a little bit. Okay. Oh, that'd be good. That's um, nice. Oh, God, I got I need something to talk about. Right, though. like yeah, you just sure. won the championship. Very happy. R wet weather. Ah, oh, man, give me, give me, give me a second. Like, I need, I need complete <laughs> silence. I, I need complete silence. <laughs> Twenty-two <laughs> Jump Street. Right? Yeah. Method. Um, my name is Jeff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing right now? Yeah. That's my impression. That uh, sounds awful. Uh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Like I, I one time, one time I, I was on the phone with John Hinda and Jeremy Shaw yeah. and Glenn all at the same time. That's and I put it on speaker. <laughs> I put it on speaker, <laughs> right, and Liz, Liz was like, Liz Brazilian. She said, "I have no idea what any of that was. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't hear. I didn't hear any of that. I just heard like, <laughs> telemarketers are getting worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, but actually, I think I'm working on a deal with uh, with John. Um, to go to Dubai oh, okay. for the the big race out there right. to do to cover it to cover it. Ah, that's yeah. awesome. You did a great job when you called in. On it. Was that what race was that this year? You called in. On? Was it Seaview? I was or at I was at Daytona. Daytona. Yeah, you yeah. called in. You were on the on or not called in, but you were in the booth for at least like half an hour. Or yeah, something? I yeah. love it. Yeah, I mean, you know, job. it's like you couldn't pay me any pile of money to, to be a. I mean, well, I mean, maybe. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I would never sign up to be a baseball announcer. Oh really? Couldn't sure. stand. No. I can't stand it. Really? Yeah. There's only a couple of the guys that I've ever been around that I actually like, um, because a lot of them, the further they get away from the game, the the better they think they were. Okay. And sure. the easier they, the game looks to them at right. that point. Yeah. But in terms I really of criticism and yeah, the yeah. criticism and like the the weird like obscure coaching they try to give you while you're playing. To, right. You know, I you know I've never I don't sit around and watch the replays of my games, but I've been in the clubhouse or whatever when like Weaver will be pitching or somebody else like Garrett. And he'll be just be like, oh, you know, this and that and this and that. I'm just like, dude, you can't say that. Like, what do you, you don't. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. It's too long. Like, it's yeah. really diff. This is hard, man. Remember? Remember how yeah, hard this it was? Yeah, this is hard. When you didn't make the Hall of Fame? <laughs> yeah, You right. know? Like, that's like, that's how it is. So, um, yeah, so I would never want to do it. Plus, the schedule sucks because it's the same schedule we have. Yeah, you're so stop. You're, right. it's 162 games. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to have kids and be there. And, you right, know? right, right, right. Um, so, the, whatever job I have, like, I don't mind the racing thing because you're gone for, let's say, 15 weekends a year, 16 weekends a year. That's not as bad, you know, as being gone, like, yeah. 180 days a year in a row. Yeah, in a row. Exactly. In a row. You know, like, see you in six months, kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, screw that, you know. Well, 
Um, I know we're getting we're getting we're, we're getting, pretty long we're on pretty time. Long time. And so I want to hear Jens Walter though. Yeah, I want to hear Jens Walter. Or, or Do we need to set up a scene? What, yeah, what's the scene here? Okay, so we're talking about how overpowered the Caymans are in SD, maybe. Sure. That'd be good. I'd yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I'm trying to like I'm trying to channel it because I need to have a two-way conversation. Right. Hey, sure. why are those Caymans so fast in SD? You know, the thing is with the Caymans, it's it's a big problem with the Caymans because they. Why are the Caymans in this class? Why is the 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 Cayman is not a Miata, a Honda. There's no touring car <laughs> there in the in the Cayman. I'm I'm, I'm kind of butchering this a little bit, but You're I can't I can't. Solid. I don't no, care. No. At least awesome. that I'm hearing myself. It's, it doesn't it's that sound right. like big empty Jens Walter smile that, that that sells it. The yeah, you know, the smile. The big smile. He's got yeah, the big yeah. smile, and he's like, he's like, so you know, like, ah, but the GS Cayman, it's going to be a great car, and the the GT3 is a great car. You should. Look into, you know, doing some club races with that. <laughs> nice. You know? Nice. Yeah. I like it. That's good. Uh -huh. And then if we could get a clown out of you, that would just, just make just the whole thing. Right, 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 right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Very dismissive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the funniest thing is, like, Clint, Clint and I talk about cars all the time, and he's, like, a car super fan. So he'll forward me a link to some super obscure car, like a Renault rally car, right. Group 4, something like that. And I'll be like, hey, I really, you know, I think I'd like to try to find one of these for my collection. Something like I'll say, I'll give him a list. I'll say like, hey, you know, like a air-cooled Porsche race car prototype or something like that. Like how much do those cost? Like go ask somebody, right. like, you know, if you can. And he'll just be like, he'll be like, oh, back in 82, <laughs> that car was unflipping believe, you know, it was like it would go down the fucking straight. <laughs> and like, you know. Yeah, what he said. That's pretty good. And he's like, good. and he's like, oh, I was raining one time, and then Donahue was driving, and he just like freaks out about like some obscure. And I was like, dude, I wasn't even born yet. The you face, I mean? he's <laughs> even got the face. Yeah. He's got like it's Declan. Like he looks he like does he's the in, face. He's yeah. like, <laughs> oh, like it's so painful exactly. for him to remember because it was so awesome. It's right. like rushing into his he's skin. Too much, uh, too much awesomeness. Yep. Um, but he's great. You know, we um, we have a lot of fun. And uh, one of the things is with so Eric is our GM at our car stores, and he's a big Southside Chicago guy. Like talks like the dudes from the Bears skit. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. like, all right, so we got Clint coming in near. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Clint seems. God, I mean, he seems a little sensitive on that email about the, uh, about the thing, about the 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 order. And then Andrus is like, oh yeah, you know, we gotta get the uh, the cars ready <laughs> for Coda. And then Clint's like, oh right, oh it's gonna be great. Stevens like this, you know, and like all you know whatever. So it's, it's like we have these powwows where everybody's just sort of like laughing at everybody else, right. and then you know, then they always make a joke about me just wasting money on something, you know. Completely unrelated. Just keeping else. them in, in, yeah. in, a, in a like, job. like a sports car team. Yeah. <laughs> like no, no, no. Even career. worse. Even worse. <laughs> because if I buy a street car that's expensive, it does has no bearing on our race team, our right. dealerships, right. or anything. Right. So everyone's like, "You should have spent that money on this oh, or that yeah. or whatever." Yeah. So I'm You're like, just like, no. I'm like, listen, if I'm not wasting money on sports cars, I'm not a really, I'm not a pro athlete. Yeah, exactly. Know? Come on, you got so. an image to uphold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, final kind of thing for themes for the show. Um, we want to do the. One Pissing in seats? What are we talking about? No, no, we're not talking uh, about that. Papelli. Well, we should do that. that. Yeah, we covered that. We should do the closeout. Yeah, do your thing. And then, well, you can do it this No, time. I've done everything else today. EA Sports. <laughs> it's in the game. <laughs> wow. We can't post that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's a trademark. <laughs> that's a trademark. Yeah, that's, that's, dang it. 
Wait, are you sponsored by them? No. Damn it. Uh, we no, can't, we can't get in under the well, umbrella. Well, but maybe if we leave it in, we can get some free games. But or suit. Or suit. <laughs> or suit. One or the other. But Madden NFL is looking good. Really? That wasn't us. CJ You're said totally it. sued. Yeah. <laughs> CJ said it. I didn't say it. You know what's great, though, is um, uh, going to Supercross and stuff like that when they announced the, the racers. Yeah, oh, I wish they yeah. did that. Motocross. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. <laughs> Ricky Carmichael's back. You know. Monster pup. Monster Jam. Yeah, it's always the... Anaheim the, Stadium. The, the, uh, we should do that, but just for ST. The monster trucks are... Oh, okay. But that's what I was yeah, going to say. Like, yeah. why don't they do... What if they did racing like that? They're like, Eversley to the lead. Yeah. Eversley in the wall. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Gimple hanging out. <laughs> McCumby getting ready. <laughs> Randy Popst tired. <laughs> Creeping on people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. Yes, that's continue, what it's all please. about. He's never gonna hear it. Yeah. I know you have like a supermodel wife. You got to get home to. Poor guy. Um, Sean, anything? No, I got nothing. Okay, cool. How did you guys like the burritos and, and tacos? Actually, the taco was excellent. Burritos, was awesome. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't get the green salsa though. But you guys oh, should I try. It. Just do like a little drive-by on the way out. Yeah, just, just like dip my hand in there. Dip, dip <laughs> <it>. <laughs> it's like sticking your whole mouth in the bowl. <laughs> you dipped. You went again. You dipped. <laughs> you took a bite and you, you dipped, dipped again. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, I miss Seinfeld. Right? That, that was the show. Have you got to meet him through the car stuff? Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah, he's uh, a huge awesome, fan of his. Awesome gearhead. Big fan of his. I love yeah. the comedians, the cars getting coffee yeah. thing. Yeah, same. Um, the Michael Richards one got a little bit too weird. That was weird. It was yeah, like he like goes and knocks on that random dude's door. And whose house did he think it was? That was like Jay Moore's house or something. It was. It was weird too because then they were they were talking. They got all like meta and they were like and they were like yeah. We're never going to be able to do anything like that ever again. That was like a unique situation. Like that was the role of a lifetime. Like I'm pretty much washed up now. Yeah, yeah, I was exactly. Like, Whoa, this like, is awkward, okay, Michael Richards. Okay. He's like, so I'm, I'm going to go joke. The coffee. With, yeah, yeah. going to go joke with Alec Baldwin next week. Never mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so we should do that though. Sometime we should get all three of us in, in a two seater, and then <laughs> we spend no, enough time in cars. You together. didn't listen. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> Don't let anybody drive in your P1. <sighs> All right. Well, I think on that note. Okay. I think that's all we got. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for coming, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Continental's got the check. Thanks, Sherry. I'm finished. And that was CJ Wilson. Pretty cool to take the time to meet with us. The offseason for him had just started, and uh, he had a pretty busy week of uh, track days. So... Uh, also, really, really dug that place, Las Barcas in Huntington Beach, California. Just a small little burrito stop, really, but uh, but good, good food, awesome chips. God bless them. Anyway, so sending us out, we're going to replay another favorite group of ours, a uh, band called Stony Spring. Here's Wild Ass to Hell, also available on iTunes. Thanks to Continental. Should have killed me last year.
Yo! Oh.